Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap of rain as you take your seat. Forever, His word is settled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in His presence? We thank God for a good day today. Hallelujah. He said, Forever, O oh God, your word is settled. And if His word is settled, then we have come with an open heart that His word will impact and impact us. Hallelujah. Give the Lord another clap offering of worship. It is unto the Lord. Hallelujah. In this season, you have to be very, very intentional in whatever you do. We have not come for a ceremony. We have come into the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So give the Lord another clap offering. Let the Lord feel you tonight. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And I want you to join me, celebrate our Father. Papa, the Lord bless you for this opportunity. Let the Lord continue to perfect his counsel concerning your life. And let the Lord continue to establish you in the land of the living. And let that which he has declared from the foundations of the earth come to pass in their seasons. And let all know that in truth, the Lord is faithful. Hallelujah. Do it once again unto the Papa. And let's do it unto the Mama. Mama, the Lord, favor you. And do it unto all the ministers. Hallelujah. And do it unto yourself for being here tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. I take your seat. We are continuing with our studies on the Ten Commandments series. Hallelujah. Sometime ago, somebody told me, he said, the Ten Commandments is passed. We are in the New Testament. And the Ten Commandments is in the Old Testament. And so, we Christians have no business with the Ten Commandments. Hallelujah. Amen. The Ten Commandments is not the law. But in the law we find the Ten Commandments. Praise Jesus. Are you with me somebody? Amen. Turn to somebody and smile to him or her for good fellowship. Hallelujah. Let's harmonize the atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to have his way with us. Hallelujah. Oh, are you smiling to somebody? Welcome somebody into the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We have not come for meeting. We have come for service. And Bible says when we come like this, we fellowship with God, the Father and the Son. And then we fellowship with one another. Hallelujah. Amen. So last week, through Papa, we, 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 we laid some foundations. Hallelujah. In Malachi chapter 4, he said he will give us a law. Amen. And we understood that if you and I can have real access to God and enjoy of all his goodness and all his benefits, then it will depend on the way we live our lives. And the way we live our lives will depend 
on his commandments. Hallelujah. So let's read Malachi chapter 4 verse 4. Malachi chapter 4 verse 4. It says, remember ye the law of Moses my servant which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Hallelujah. In our day we are the spiritual Israelites. Praise Jesus. Amen. Are you with me? Last week we had learned about the atonement. That is the blood sacrifice that Elohim demanded to be done so to solve man's fallen state. Amen? Are you with me? How many of us were here last week? Let me see. Yeah, good. We also understood that this was instituted for them to do but he couldn't take away the problem forever. Hallelujah. And so they had to do it periodically. But Bible said Jesus came and once for all he did the sacrifice. And so there's no need for sacrifices once again. Hallelujah. So the blood sacrifice was abolished forever. By the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Praise Jesus. So Jesus ended the sacrifice of the law. Which requires or required us to be restored to God in relationship and in fellowship. Hallelujah. Are you with me? And so, in our time, we don't need any animal sacrifices again. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So, the sacrifices of animals which has blood to catch the attention of Elohim, to appease him concerning our fallen state, was turned away by the sacrifice of Jesus on Calvary Cross. Hallelujah. So, when we read Hebrews chapter 9, 24 to 28, we just want to refresh our minds on what we learned last week and then we'll build on. Hebrews 9, 24, 28. He said, Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the fake figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Amen? So the high priests were going to, but now Jesus entered into heaven itself before the Father for us. And he did it. So you can read up to uh, 28. But let's read first Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and then to 20. The atonement was done once and for all, by the sacrifice of Jesus. We need to understand that. He said, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with not with no, not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation or from your vain manner of life received by the tradition from your fathers. Right? Let's go on. But 
with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen? So, his atonement was without blemish and spot. So, it really satisfied the father and, and at the end of the day, the father said, I don't need it anymore because this one has concluded everything. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition from your fathers. Hallelujah. And that was why when John in his ministry met Jesus with the people in John chapter 1 verse 29, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin. He didn't say the sins. So that sin nature that was put on man, Jesus by his sacrifice came to take it on our behalf. Hallelujah. Amen. So this evening we want to continue with setting foundations on the Ten Commandments series. And I believe and pray that the Lord will give us more insight. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your right hand and say, Lord, grant me insight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Right. So, let's establish these foundations. That number one, the law had two main components. The law. That we learned from Genesis to Deuteronomy had two main component, uh, components. The first component is about sacrifices, practices, and religious duties. And that was meant to restore relationship and fellowship as well as maintain relationship and fellowship with God. Are you with me? And that's what we are saying was abolished by Jesus Christ. So that was the first component. Now the second component of the law is his statutes, his precepts, his testimonies, his judgments, which was summed up in his commandments. Hallelujah. Amen. It was summed up in the Ten Commandments. And they are to show us the kind of life God wants us to live. So, when he restored us to our former state, he didn't just leave us there. There's a way of life he wants us to live. And so, that's why he gave the commandments. Are, are you with me? It's just like, I want to go to school. Why do you want to go to school? Maybe to qualify as so and so. Now, you need to be admitted. Right? So maybe pass the entrance examination. Right? And then you're admitted. Your name is put into the register. But that does not qualify you to be what you want to be at the end of the day. The next thing is that you now have to follow 
the rules of the school. Am I right? You now have to attend classes. You now have to do uh, whatever assignments and all the things that are needed. So that at the end of the day, you can be quitted as now you qualify. Praise Jesus. But thank God that by grace, Jesus had come to do the first thing for us. So now, each and every one of us has been admitted. Put your hand on your chest, I've been admitted. So now you are a child of God. That's why I said, we are saved by what? Grace. Through faith. And not by works. Because the law came to tell us who we are. And what we cannot be. But thank God that by grace, we came in. Jesus came in and now we are admitted. But that is not the end of the story. So that's why we have the second component of the law. Which is his commandments seen in his statutes, precepts, judgments, testimonies. But summed up as the ten commandments. All the commandments. So when I say commandments, I'm still referring to the ten commandments. Praise Jesus. And it is to give us the way of living for God's chosen people. The Ten Commandments is to show us the way God's people should live. The Ten Commandments is to show us the right living to please God. The right living to please God. Because in those times there were other people around who were living their own lives. But God chose the Israelites. In our day, we have been chosen. So we are a chosen generation, a royal people, a holy nation. That we will live a kind of life that will befit God. Hallelujah. The Ten Commandments was given to us so that we will live to bring in the abundance of his life. And the rewards of him in our lives. So he told the Israelites, when you obey, then I'm going to bless you. Praise Jesus. I'm going to make myself clear. We are laying some, some foundation. So realize that the, the commandments was given to us so that we can show our loyalty to God, our obedience to God, and our respect for God. And so the 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 the, the Wise man, Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. Let's read Proverbs 3, 1 to 4. We are building some foundation, so just come along with me. Proverbs 3, 1 to 4. He says, my son, forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. Hallelujah. So the commandments were given to be what? Kept. Or to be obeyed, to be followed. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. So the commandment were given to us for the abundance of life that God has prepared for his people. That's why Jesus said, I came that they will have life and have it what? More abundantly. And the abundant life is that they will give you what? No, go back. Go back to verse. Yes, he said, length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Amen? Length of days. So every day of your life will be meaningful. Praise Jesus. And I can't say, Christ, 
any Christo that's length of days. And then long life. I mean, you 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 fulfill your 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 your, your days on earth. You not just go just like that. Hallelujah. And then the peace of God that transcends all understanding will be with you. And if peace is with you, then joy should follow. Amen. So so the commandments was for the good of the people. It, it was not to tax them, it was not to condemn them, it was for the good of the people. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So so the commandment was, was, was given for us to, to know our state before God, which we couldn't do anything about. But now we understand that if we follow it, it is going to do us good. Hallelujah. We are already in. Jesus has done the first part, the sacrifice. So we don't have to be worrying ourselves with sacrifices, the religious duties, and all those things. Jesus has done it. Amen? Now what God is looking out for from you and I is the way we live our lives. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Am I making myself clear? Amen? So, so the, the law, let me summarize again. The law in two components has for us to obey his prescribed sacrifices, duties, and religious practices, as well as obey his choice way of life. The first part, Jesus has done it for us, as we learned last week. And so now, the burden or the responsibility now is you and I obeying his choice way of life as his people. And that's why he's giving us his commandments to follow. Amen? Are we clear up to this time? Hallelujah. Now let me say this. The ten commandments was not given for us to earn salvation. But was given for us to govern our lives so to secure our salvation in Christ. This is the misunderstanding. That's why some people say, oh, if, if the law is no more, so if we are following the law, it means because Christ said, we are not saved by the law. The Ten Commandments or the, the commandments was not given for us to end salvation. No. But was given to us for us to use them to govern our lives in order to secure our salvation. Are you getting the difference? Earning your salvation is different from securing our salvation. Praise Jesus. Let's read some scriptures. Revelation chapter 22 verse 14. To, to prove that we must secure our salvation by following the commandments. We must secure. Revelations 22:14. Please read a lot of scriptures. So put them down when you go. Let's try and read them. This is a teaching service. Revelations 22:14, and then Matthew 19:16 to 19, and then Revelations chapter 14, 12 to 13. We are saved to obey the Ten Commandments to remain saved. Let's read 22, 14. He said, blessed 
But I like it the other way. Blessed. Blessed are they that do his commandments. Are you there? Blessed are they that do his commandments. That they may have right to what? The tree of life. And may enter through the gates into the city. The city there is referring to the kingdom of heaven. We are all gunning for the kingdom of heaven. Am I right? We are in the kingdom of God. Aspiring to go into the kingdom of heaven. There are two different things. Hallelujah. But it said, those who will obey the commandments or those who will do, they are those who will have the right to the tree of life. Remember the tree of life? What did the tree of life do? He said, when you eat it, and that was why when Adam and sin, uh, Eve sinned, God had to cut them from the otherwise they could have reconnected. Praise Jesus. But now, by the commandment, we can now enjoy. Let's read another scripture. Matthew 19, 16 to 19. Matthew 19, 16 to 19. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? This is Jesus' time. To have eternal life. To go to heaven. To secure my salvation. And then Jesus said, Unto him, why call, callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou will enter into life, or if thou will secure your salvation, or if thou will enter into heaven, keep the commandments. Hallelujah. Keep what? Which commandments? And then let's go on. Which commandments? Then he said unto him, Which commandments? The man, which commandment are you talking about? Then Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Is it in the Ten Commandments? Okay. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Is it in the Ten Commandments? He said, Thou shalt not steal. Is it there? Thou shalt not bear false witness. Is it there? So we realize that we need the Ten Commandments to secure our salvation. Praise Jesus. The man recognized Jesus as good master. Or let's take it that, yes, he accepted Jesus as one who has reconnected him to God. But he asked him, how can I maintain? And said, obey the commandments. Let's read another scripture. Revelation chapter 14, verse 12 and 13. Revelation 14, 12 and 13. He said, here is the patience of the saints. He was talking about those... Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Amen? And I heard a voice from heaven say unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, see the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Hallelujah. What works? The works of obeying the Ten Commandments or the works of obeying the commandments. Praise Jesus. Are you with me? Let's read the last scripture. First John chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. First John 3, 3 to 4. 
The Apostle John also emphasized it. That he says, and every man that had this hope in him, which hope? The hope of being with Christ a day to come. And I believe we all have that hope. Or it will be our only hope, sir. Only Jesus better Right? He said, anyone that has this hope in him will do what? Purify himself, even as he is pure. And when you study the Ten Commandments, who study maybe to come today or maybe the, the next slide, you realize that it purges us, it sanctifies us, it, it makes us uh, uh, accessible to God. It gives room for God to use us and, and it brings blessings our way. So he said anyone that has that hope will always do what? Purify himself as his peer. Whosoever committed sin trans- transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Or going against the law. And in this particular one, the commandments. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Amen. Then let's state this one too. Jesus did not come. We learned that more last week. But let me, the Lord wants us to emphasize again as we, we build towards the series. Jesus did not come to abolish the Ten Commandments. One man said, Well, ye Ten Commandments, because I hear some preachers say, Yes, be ye. Because but I've told you, the Mran here two components. The first part has been done away. But the second part, the way of life, is still there. Jesus did not come to abolish the Ten Commandments, but to make it more effective in our lives as candidates for the kingdom of heaven. He didn't come to abolish it, but he came to explain it. He came to make us understand make us understand it the better so that we become better candidates for the kingdom of heaven. And so in Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 to 19 put it out, Matthew 5 17 to 19 and then Mark chapter 10 verse 17 to 19 then Matthew chapter 19 we have read that 17 to 19. But let's read Matthew 5, 17 to 19. Jesus did not come to abolish the Ten Commandments, but to make it more effective in our lives so that we become better candidates for heaven. He said, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to do what? To fulfill. Let's go. The next verse. And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. Go on. The next verse. And when he was good, yes, he said, Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. So you realize Jesus repeated the commandments. We all know the Ten Commandments. Or we should do a test now. 
How many of us know the Ten Commandments? Monsha menimbi. But we'll do it. It's there. That's why everybody should go and chew the Ten Commandments. We'll come in there. Hallelujah. Amen. But all that we are saying that Jesus did not come to. He came to rather reinforce it, to, to make us understand it better so that we can fulfill it better and become better candidates for heaven. Because in the days of the Pharisees and the old, they, they, they were not to be, the Ten Commandments, let me say it, I'll say it again, but let me say it as the Holy Spirit being. The Ten Commandments was given to bring a transformation in our lives and not a reformation. Hello? It was given to bring a what? A transformation and not a reformation. There are two different things. Transformation is where there is a change from inside. In form, in appearance, in nature. And so you see that there's a, now a different function from the life of the person. So somebody says, is it not this man that used to be? He said, now I am a new creation. Hallelujah. So once I was blind, but now what? I can see. You see, but reformation is like you correct yourself. You improve. But you can go back. So, when people are sent to prison, that's why they call this a reformation. You see that some people go to prison, they say they have changed, but when they come back, what happens to them again? Sometimes they become even worse. Because transformation has not what? Taking place. And that's what scripture say, calls it what? Conversion, or you are not converted. So, we have a, a lot of people in church Yes, they, they have repented, but they have not converted because they, they have not given themselves totally and wholly unto the commandments of the law. They are just looking at it from the outside. But the commandments must be obeyed from the inside. That was why in Hebrews, God said that in this time, I'm writing the law in their heart, their hearts and in their minds. But in those times, they were just reading like a scroll and then try to. So they reform small and then they go back. Praise Jesus. Are you receiving some understanding? Amen? So Jesus did not come to abolish. He came to make it good so that we can become more better candidates for heaven. Uh, Mark chapter 10, 17 and 19. Mark 10, 17 and 19. He says, thou knowest the commandment. So, it's the same thing. So, please, when we go, let's read. Then let's note this one also. Because sometimes I hear people say, oh, Apostle Paul's teaching was even against the commandments. So, why are we following the law and the commandments? But now I'm sure that when we say the law, you have two things in mind. The sacrifices, that one is gone. But the commandment is still there. Please, are you with me? Hello? But you're meeting say, When we say the law is about first component, the sacrifices, the religious duties, and you see a lot when you read from Genesis to the throne of me. Do this, do that, do that, do that, do that. Right? Uh, say, say, say. But now under grace, some of those things, we don't let them bind us. Are you with me? But for the commandments... We don't have any choice. We need to follow them. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Apostle Paul too did not preach against the commandments. 
of the Lord. But he also emphasized the living of it in grace and by grace. Paul, Paul did not come to speak against the law. No. He came when you study Acts. And wherever you see him speaking against the law, then he's speaking against the practices, the sacrifices, the religious duties, but not the commandments. Hello? Are you with me? That was why in Galatians, at one time, he even has to rebuke Peter. Because Peter was following some of the religious duties of the law. Because in the law, it says the Jews should not mingle with the Gentiles. But in Christ, he said there's no what? Jew or Gentile. So Peter, I don't know, maybe he was afraid of the church in Jerusalem. So he was with the Gentiles, he would do everything. Then when some of the Jewish Christians came around, then Peter zoomed into the sacrifices and religious duties. And Paul was saying, Brother Peter, you are not doing it well. Amen? But Paul never preached against the commandments. Amen? Tell your neighbor, Paul never preached against the, the Ten Commandments. Let me read scripture. He made it clear that grace, because Paul was somebody who thought about grace. Am I right? But he made it clear that grace is no license for what? Sin. And so when we read Romans 6, 1 and 2, he said it. Romans 6, 1 and 2. He made it clear that grace is no license for sin. He said, shall we, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse 2. He said, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? So let's look at what Paul taught about the commandments. Romans chapter 7 verse 12. Romans 7, 12. So Paul never preached against the Ten Commandments. 7, 12. He says, wherefore the law is what? Holy. And the commandment is what? Holy. And just. And what? Good. Because the commandment is to bring us peace. Is to bring us what? Length of days. Is to bring us what? Long life. Is to make life meaningful. Praise Jesus. Is to make us better candidates for heaven. So he said, the commandment is what? It's holy. In Tobi Kachos, oh, ten commandment, nature mwa, bachotchen say, enye, enye no correct. Commandment, yeah, then, holy. Hallelujah. Then look at what he said in the same chapter, seven, uh, chapter 7, verse 14, the A part. Verse 14, April, he said, For we know that the law is what? Spiritual. And the emphasis here is about the commandment of the law. Not the sacrifices that Jesus has already done for us. Amen? So the Ten Commandments is a spiritual thing. It's not a legalism. No. It's a spiritual because that is the nature of God. Amen? And that's what God stands for. We will come to understand as we go into details that from the first commandment to the fourth commandment. It talks about how you and I can love God and, and please God and do things the way God wants. And then the last six talks about how we can love ourselves and live with one another. And realize that that is Christianity. Christianity is what? Dealing well with God and dealing well with our fellow 
men. Praise Jesus. Amen. Let's read 1 Timothy 1.8. Paul did not preach against the Ten Commandments. He came to emphasize it and made us to understand that, hey, we are supposed to leave it. 1 Timothy 1.8. He said, but we know that the law is what? Good. If a man use it, what? Lawfully. And what he meant was that using lawfully is when we obey the command and not go to the side where Jesus had already done it for us. The law is good. Tell your neighbor the law, the Ten Commandments is good. I sure is good. Amen. And so compare it to this scripture. First, uh, thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 19. He says something. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 19. This, this teaching is very, very technical, so we need to understand these things very well because so many false teachings are going on and it's making a lot of Christians do things. Anyway, anyhow, you go out there and people, oh, yeah, we are not grace. And they do anything, anyhow. So, no, grace is no license for what? Sin. So, he said, circumcision is nothing. So, you realize that circumcision is about the practices, right? And religious duty. So, Paul was saying, circumcision is nothing. And uncircumcision is also nothing. So, will we say that if somebody is born today and is not circumcised, you will not go to heaven? No, I'm asking. But that is good. But, that one is abolished. Amen. The, the, the sacrifices, the religious duties, and the practices are gone. So he says circumcision is nothing. Uncircumcision is nothing. But the keeping of the commandments of God is the most important thing. Praise Jesus. So someone said, why is that when you are going to the church, you don't remove your sandals? No, those are practices and they are gone. They forgot that now. He said, now God is living where? In our hearts. One time I met a, a Catholic uh, pastor, my very good friend, right? So, why is that? When you're going to God's house, you, you go with your, I mean, it's a holy place. Yes, it's a holy place. But, he smokes. Then I was asked, but, but do you know that your, your body is the temple of God? So why do you also you know, you're also destroying? So what Paul was saying is that the outward religious duties, and the, they, they are not the essentials. The essential now is what? The keeping of what? The commandments. Praise Jesus. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. Are you receiving? If you are receiving understanding, just wave your hand to me. Praise Jesus. So Paul did not preach against. Paul was against the law of sacrifices which has been abolished already by Jesus Christ. That's why he said circumcision is nothing. Or uncircumcision is nothing. Amen? Or what again? What are some of the religious practices that we know? Uh, you can say, uh, pray, 
No, let's study scripture and get things well. One time, one lady said, hey, he said you should cover your head. Then when he was praying, he has put this thing on the head like this. Said, but when I was in, I cover our head. No, no. <laughs> you see how we worry ourselves. Religious practices, duties, and they are. There was this lady I know in, the, in one of the church. I won't mention the church. So he said, hey, when women wear trousers, hey, it's an abomination. And then the daughter who was staying in Germany gave birth. So she called her over to come and help her with a child. Now, there was this old lady in strong time because they called her, you, you dare not. So when I saw her, I said, hey, now who shall try your Germany? They all can say, I know the Nyangupo. Then I told her, I may call Ghana, I say, who shall try your Germany? You see why we bind ourselves. That's what Paul was saying. Circumcision and those things, they are nothing. But the most important thing is what? The keeping of the law. And we'll be coming to the law. We're looking at it into details. There are so many. We see thou shalt not, but there are so many revelations in there. But let's understand some of these things. Praise Jesus. So this woman was wearing trousers in Germany. I said, now she had trousers in Germany. She said, it's the same as what she did. Hello. And then she was looking at me. I said, yeah. So let's emphasize on the essentials and not on the non-essentials. And that was what Paul was teaching them. Because at a point in time, people were rather fighting about the non-essentials and they leave out the essentials. Hallelujah. Amen. So Paul was against the law of sacrifices and religious, but not against the keeping of the commandments. Praise Jesus. You also come to understand that the Ten Commandments or the commandments, they, they teach us and they show us how to love God. I've said that and how to love our neighbors. How to love God and how to love our neighbors. So when you read Matthew chapter 22, 37 and 40, let's read it quickly. Matthew 22, 37 and 40. 22, verse 37. Jesus, some, somebody came to him. Let's read verse 36 to make it more meaningful. Verse 36. He said, somebody came to say, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? So, I said, commandment, and Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. But he didn't end there. And he said, and this is the first and great commandment. Go on. Then he said, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And like I said earlier, I realized that the Ten Commandments is summarized in these two commandments. The first four is about loving God. And the last six is about loving your neighbor as yourself. Praise Jesus. 
So, the Ten Commandments came to show us how we can love God. And so, you realize that Jesus even said it in John chapter 14, verse 15. That if I obey the commandment, then I'm really showing that I love God. So, it's not about me coming to sing, God, I love you. No. God wants to see my love in action. And what action does he want to see? Seeing me obeying his commandments. The Ten Commandments. So, Jesus said, if you love me, Keep my word. Commandments. So domia. And then so. So we don't love God in songs. I'm not saying songs is good, but it's not that I mean I see people, hey, but after the song, they leave their life is somewhat something else. No. It doesn't register with God. What registers with God is me keeping his commandment. That is the proof. That I love him. And, and Apostle John also said it in 1 John chapter 3. Yes, 1 John chapter 3. Verse, 1 John chapter 5, verse number 3. Yes, 1 John chapter 5, verse number 3. He said, for this is the love of God. That we keep his commandments. Also, way and a chair say, ye do kupon. Say ye for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not what? Grievous. What did he say his commandments are not? Because Jesus, when he abolished all those things and now is looking up to us to obey his commandments, he gave us grace. So we have the grace to be able to do it. The only difference is my will. So now, if I can do it or I cannot do it, depends on my will. Say, may you or me, you, it's my will. And that one, God will never touch it. Hello? I was asking somebody, don't you think that God is well able to cause everybody to repent? Can God do that? Are you sure God can do that? You believe God can do that. But why is he not doing that? The question, why is he not doing it? He's not doing it because somebody has thrown a challenge to him. And he's telling that somebody that you failed, but there are some people who will not fail. That's Satan. Are you with me? Satan failed. So he is also trying to tell God that everybody will fail like me. But God is telling us, no, there are those who will not fail. because. So God will never touch our will. So he will tell us the right things to do. And then we will do it. Then God will tell Satan, yeah? See my son. That's why he was boasting about Job. Look at Job. Look at this person. They are doing it. You didn't do it. Praise Jesus. So what the devil is trying to do, and that's why we are going through this hustle and all this. Right? End of term. That's what the devil is trying to do to us. That's why we are going through all these temptations and all those things. Just to cause you and I to decide not to obey the commandments of God. So God will never touch our will. He will leave it to us. And let's do it. Hallelujah. It just reminds me of a story of a, a, a boy. They be or we or we were class. It's one day oh, oh. this time the man we. 
So the mother killed the chicken young man fine. Our day could be buy. So when the terminal terminal came, ah, that's sorry. Then the mother wanted to beat him and then he ran away. He went to stand somewhere with Jonas. Oh, Maria Marie. So I asked a question. Maria Marie, which is rich? Is it a cook or no real? And I said, Ezan's not real. No. Was it Maria Marie? That is what the enemy wants to do to you and I. Now you're angry. But thank God that you're angry. That's why we are here studying about the Ten Commandments. So, Yemma Musam, or no, I read that. He has been condemned. Hello? Why read that? But he wants to swerve you and I also to read, but we will not read. Tell your neighbor you will not read. But it depends on your will. It depends on my will. Your God will never compel us against our will. Oh, to me, so bet my mobia sacraba on yet because it's like on it. Abun Sama to bet. Abun Sam every year, no, on also so be a berry, but God says it's not everybody. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So, God, in it, so when you go to 2 John 6, Apostle John emphasizes again 2 John 6. 2 John. 2 John is just one chapter, so 2 John 6. No, 2 John 6. Okay, 1 6. It's just one chapter. So go to verse 6. Yes, it says, And this is love that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that ye have heard from the beginning. You should walk in it. From the beginning, when God gave it to Moses. On Mount Sinai. He said, this is love. So, when we obey the commandment, we show our love for God. Hallelujah. And then we show our love for our fellow human beings. Praise Jesus. Amen. So, to end for today, there are certain things I just want us to says there are certain untruths that is going. Many are saying obeying the Ten Commandments is not required of us as Christians because they are not listed in the New Testament. But at least from what we've read, they are in the New Testament. Am I right? So this is not true. So if someone says obeying the Ten Commandments is not required of Christians of today, it's not true. They are listed there. Jesus himself said it. Paul himself said it. John said it. And when you go through the study of Scripture, realize that they all emphasize it in one way or the other. Praise Jesus. There's also this lie going around. Many say the Old Testament is not for Christians. That it's only the New Testament because Jesus started the New Testament and the Old Testament. So uh, the Ten Commandments is in the Old Testament. So we are not supposed to know that is not true. That's why Jesus said, I came to do what? To fulfill it. I came to make it more meaningful to you. I came to explain it more unto you. Amen? That's why when he said, you should not commit adultery, Jesus came to explain it more. He said, it's not just the physical contact with the person, but even when you last fully. So, he, he made it more meaningful to us, so that we can live a better Christian life, because the Pharisees and the Jewish people those times, they were lastfully looking at people. 
But because they're not fiscal, they always say, oh, we are righteous. But before God, it is not so. So Jesus came and taught them the right things. Hallelujah. Amen. Many are also saying the law, the law is the Ten Commandments. And he equating it to the law, but like we've said, the law is not the Ten Commandments. The law is the sacrifices and the religious duties and practices. And the what? So when Scripture says we are not under the law, he's not saying we are not under the Ten Commandments. We are under the Ten Commandments. Please, I'm going to make myself clear. Praise Jesus. So, so the Ten Commandments in itself is the active dimension of the law that requires for the people of God to demonstrate their Christian character and Christian living. This is what I took my time to write. It's, it's the active dimension of the law that is required of Christians to demonstrate their foundation, Christian character and living. So therefore, realize that the Ten Commandments is very, very relevant in our day as Christians. And it has been explained so many times in Scripture. Hallelujah. Explained so many times in Scripture. When you study the New Testament, realize that it continues to, to teach the Ten Commandments with more and better understanding. Just, just, I wanted to do just some two examples or two exercises and then we'll, we'll end. Because the New Testament teaches about the Ten Commandments, right? What is the first commandment? Who can tell? What's the first commandment, the Ten Commandments? Hey! <laughs> you shall have no is it in the New Testament? Yeah? Where do we have it? But before go on, please go and study about the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments is in two ways. In two books. Exodus chapter 20 and then Deuteronomy chapter 5. God gave it in Exodus and then Moses came to teach and emphasize it in Deuteronomy chapter 5. So realize that they are all there. Right? So when we take that, like the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. Where in the New Testament do we find that scripture? So that's why we need to study. So that when people come to us, we, 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 we tell them off. Amen? When you read Matthew chapter 4 verse 10, what does it say? Matthew 4 10. Matthew 4 10. It says, then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only. That's the first commandment. Is that not so? Are you with me? And him only. It's in the New Testament. This is Jesus. So if people say the Old Testament, the New the Ten Commandments is not in the New, it's never true. In 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 I think Matthew 6.24, Jesus also made another statement. Matthew 6.24, there's another statement there. He said, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So, 
He said, you shall have no other God. For some of us, mama, you know mama, money. It's become our, 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 our God. I know somebody in the state, because of money, he has asked that they should put him permanently for work on Sunday so that he can get double money. Look at this, my friend. Are you okay? Open your double. They tell so you have to work. He himself went to his supervisor. Supervisor, put me on permanent Sunday. So it means that perpetual now he doesn't go to church. And one time I was there when his pastor asked me, oh, let's go and visit a sister in the hospital. So I went and asked her, but where is his husband? I said, ah, this is the problem. So I said, my friend, one day we Sunday. You shall have no other God. Hallelujah. We'll continue on this week. Yeah.